one, go. Welcome to the UDV podcast. UDV stands for Ultimate Dad Vortex. We're spending good times and great oldies with Rick and Jeff in the morning. How's it going today, Jeffro? Rick, how are you? I'm outstanding. Good to be here. I tell you what, this is the maiden launch of the UDV podcast and uh, two guys sitting around talking about music, cars, food, uh, just kind of whatever comes to mind. You know, I don't, we're not here to break any barriers or, or shatter any records, but uh, hope to have a little bit of fun learn a little bit and um and uh see what's out there like in uh, podcast land absolutely i think today we're going to talk about our top 10 groups of all times also i definitely want to talk to you about the houston astros the 2017 champions yeah their big scandal you know what are your thoughts on it i think i have a different a contrarian view than a lot of the you know the, a lot of the sports announcers that are that are out there curious to hear yours and how we move forward from that. Yeah, no, great topic, great topic. Like I say, uh, this is the stuff guys talk about when we're alone <laughs> and away from the family, sports, food, music, uh, bands, that kind of thing. So uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm pretty transparent guy, and I don't always toe the party line either. So I think that's what's going to help, kind of help set our podcast apart. We don't have an agenda. I don't have an agenda. Uh Ricky, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, grew up in uh, southwest Atlanta, Georgia, over by the airport. Um, Dad was in uh, aviation, so I kind of followed in his footsteps. We moved to Peachtree City, uh, which is kind of a little suburbia, for, for those of you, the, the three people that are listening outside of Peachtree City. <laughs> um, <clears throat> grew up, went to McIntosh High School here, graduated, and uh, for whatever reason, Opted not to go to college. I went to the military, so I learned how to work on airplanes and got out, got my MP license, went to work for the airlines, and then um, left the airlines and got into business for myself for a number of years and uh, <clears throat> eventually sold that, but then sold it for enough to retire, and uh, now I'm employed by the Wincorp Group, and uh, it's kind of like a little bit of slice of corporate America, but it gives me something to do. How about you, Jeff? Uh, kind of walk the viewers through uh, all things Jeff. Sure. Well, I started. I was born and raised in uh, the Northeast. Born in Brooklyn, New York. I knew what a drive-by shooting was before they started rapping about it. <laughs> so one one evening, really quick, to uh, and I tend to go on tangents, is that I heard pop, 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 and said, "Daddy, Daddy, Mommy, what is that?" We went outside, and there are bullet holes in our 1971 Toyota Corolla. And I said, oh, I started crying because I thought the car was sad and hurt. My dad said, ah, don't worry. They're trying to shoot after somebody else. My mom said, we're moving to the country. That's it. <laughs> so a couple of years later, we did move to the country, northeast New Jersey, Parsippany to be clear, where there's a few trees, but only 15 miles west of New York City. And that's where I um, graduated high school. And that's where I went to college. That's where I started my career. I Got set up on a blind date, and um, my friend said, hey, don't fall head over heels over this girl because she's her family's ready to retire in Georgia. I said, dude, it's just a blind date. But lo and behold, the blind date uh, went really well, and I said, hey, let's try out Georgia for a year. It's been over 20 years, and I found my way to lovely paradise, the bubble <laughs> known as 
Peachtree City, uh, Georgia. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot about the bubble. You know, it's our little golf um, golf community. There are three active golf courses in, within the city limits of Peachtree City. It's connected by 100 miles of bike trails. Um, you can take the golf cart anywhere in the city, uh, go see concerts. Uh, in fact, I saw the Georgia satellites <laughs> at, uh, at the Fred on my golf cart and drove back. So how middle class is that, Jeff? <laughs> I'm telling you something else. Um, you know, usually you outgrow things, but the novelty of having a golf cart and just driving to the local supermarket, to the theater, to the BMX park, one of our many beautiful lakes. I love sports, um, but I don't really play golf. I'm not bad at it. That's just not my thing. But heck, I'm on my third golf cart, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. So, and the kids learn how to drive on it. You just don't want to be around the high school when the when it lets out because it is true pandemonium. I mean, you think Spaghetti Junction's bad. Uh, all those in Atlanta know what rush hour was like at Spaghetti Junction. Well, we have our own version of that in Peachtree City. So, um, <clears throat> we were talking. And uh, you had mentioned the the top ten bands, Jeff. So I pulled up my top ten out of uh, out of the Twitterverse. Uh, I'll run through them from top to bottom. This they, they're ranked in no particular order, uh, <clears throat> but uh, the first is uh, the Dropkick Murphys. And they're a Celtic punk rock band out of Boston, Massachusetts. Now, how did a uh, a Southern kid from Atlanta, Georgia, come to find the Dropkick Murphys? Uh, you know, they they and where are they hail from again? They hail from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, yeah. yeah. So big sports fans, um, and they just they kick ass. I mean, they're they're great to listen to. They're fun. They're not very pretentious. And I think I think if you'll, as we walk through the rest of my list, uh, very little pretension here because I, I I don't have stomach for that. Uh, number two, Sublime, the ska punk rock band uh, with a little reggae flair out of Long Beach, California. What was their peak? What do you say? It's the nineties? Yeah, ninety five uh, is when they. So they they formed in the eighties toured relentlessly in the early 90s. Uh, Bradley Knoll sadly passed away about the time their debut album came out. So uh, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out, uh, Sublime's debut album. A third was my first big boy album of all time. In 1982, I bought uh, Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance. So uh, love the whale of of Rob Halford. I think the man is just a phenomenal uh, metal god. And, and I think he totally commands the stage more so than any performer I've seen. I've never seen them live. However, um, they did play the Fox Theater a couple of years ago, and I'm still kicking myself. But Jeff and I are going to remedy that because uh, if you stick with us, you'll get to hear all kind of concert reviews because um, we're not we're not slowing down at uh, at our age. Uh, but if you do want to slow down, Bob Marley, the waiters, is a great way to do it. So coming in at number four, I've got uh, the, the Rastafarians from Jamaica, man. And I love me some Bob Marley, a day or night. In fact, I'm going to go home after we're done here, throw some wings on the grill, and I'll probably spend in some Bob Marley. Um, five, you may or may not know, but as a young gentleman named Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Originally. I would say most of us don't know. Yeah, they, they really don't. So here's a great place to find new music. He hails from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and uh, currently resides in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, he's married to singer-songwriter Amanda Shires, and uh, really good back, laid-back music. I found him uh, with the Drive-By Truckers, which is out of Athens, and I saw them at uh, the Georgia Theater. Ripped it up, one of the best rock shows I ever saw. Number six from Orange County, California, Godfather of Punk, Social Distortion, and Mike Ness. 
uh, you're not going to get better road music. If you're going to go take a trip and Jeff and I, one of these days will take a road trip to, to uh, New Orleans or wherever we're going to, we're going to make sure social distortion. And uh, if you want to start with one machine gun blues is absolutely the one to start with. So get out on the open road, put the top down. If you can put on machine gun blues uh, seven back to home, driving and crying right here in Athens. Hell yeah. Love driving and crying. Probably my number one, uh, as far as concerts, I've seen I've seen them as early as the the late '80s and as uh, late as a couple of years ago. Um, I've seen Kevin Kenny solo, who's the lead singer, couple several times, uh, and that their name really embodies what's good about music and what's good about life. Is like hard driving rock and roll, sad, sappy, crying songs. I mean, we you can go from up, really up, and really down, and a true artist can do all things. You know. Uh, you're going to hear a little bit about a band from New York in a little while that are known for their theatrics. Um, and I won't spoil it, spoil it yet. Cause that's kind of Jeff's gig, but keep in mind, you know, hard rocking and then sit down and play a soft ballad. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? And it turned out to be one of the biggest hits. So um, checking into number eight and a nice segue and tie in is Mr. Ace Freely, the spaceman. Uh, I got turned on to him in the 70s. Uh, fun fact, wasn't allowed to listen to it. <laughs> so by the time I found Ace Freely, he was with Freely's Comet. And by the way, that's that's not a tip. I mean, that's that was kind of the norm back in back in the day. Uh, in, in the 70s, uh, parents, Christian parents in particular, right. thought uh, Kiss represented the devil. Some mm. people called them the knights in Satan's service. That's what they stood for. I heard that one, and I heard Kiss is Satan's son. And you know, the two S's kind of look like the uh, the Nazi symbol. In fact, also. they actually had to trade uh, change the logo when they toured Germany. They had to switch in disease, and that and they just toured Germany again, yep. and uh, they had to change those S's to look like the disease. As, By the way, okay. uh, Ace designed that graphic artist and to mimic lightning bolts. Um, <clears throat> and I, and I just finished his book, No Regrets. So if you want to know things from the Ace Man point of view, uh, pick it up. I highly recommend it. Again, I, I'm all about coming out of left field with, and this is one nobody's ever heard of. They are called the Helicopters, H-E-L-L-A Copters out of Sweden. It is really like mid-90s is when they were out arena rock. I mean, you want something that's just arena rock, this feel-good, in-your-face, three guitars and a bass. Check out the Helicopters. Uh, and then it, I'll come back from right field, the pride of Lodi, New Jersey, the Misfits, horror punk. And believe it or not, my 18-year-old, who's now a freshman in college, is probably one of her favorite bands. I mean, one of the things we can still do, uh, night she calls it night driving. We get in there, put on the put on the Misfits, uh, turn the windows down, and uh, just cruise around town. I mean, it, the, I've introduced her just cruising. I mean, absolutely nowhere to go. Uh, we just know we don't want to sit at home. So uh, rounds out my top 10, Jeff, and uh, you're going to get a little bit of sitting on the porch, sipping a little something, and then out driving – and uh, I really hope you enjoy it. So check out some of these bands. Oh, I'll sip something right now. <laughs> All right, let's see. There what we, we got go. Here. Um, Ricky, what I liked about yours is you're giving me some groups that really weren't part of my go-to playlist. Right. So you're kind of opening my mind. Hopefully, so our listeners and fans that are listening out there, both of whoever, you, <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever. Um, you know, whatever you use, is it Spotify, Apple Music, or just YouTube? You know what? Let's 
you know, expand your horizons and let's listen to what uh, Ricky listened to and we can all be cool like him. <laughs> I would say that mine, um, they're a little more a mainstream as far as, you know, the record companies have they played them. They had some radio play over the years, but it will definitely speak to the type of uh, upbringing that I, that I have. Um, you know what? I would say I went to college during some of the peak of the, the grunge years. Uh, the grunge years took uh, glam rock, kicked them in the nuts and saying, hey, it's, it's our turn. You know, groups like, um, like Nirvana. Um, but out of, and, and of course, um, what, what is the biggest group? Well, name another group, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Sound name Garden. a couple other, Soundgarden. But my favorite uh, was Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, STP. And they just bring this 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 energy, this this charisma, uh, this little uncertainty. And I would say that's uh, stemmed by the the lead singer. What the hell's his name? Scott Weiland. Scott so, Weiland. He's he's a little um, eccentric. Fun fun fact, Jeff. I saw Stone Temple Pilots at Big Day Out in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, at Lakewood, and whatever they named the. You're going to hear me rant, and I'll rant now. Renaming things is BS, you know. It's Lakewood Amphitheater, people. I don't give a shit which comp- corporate sponsor wrote a check. It's Lakewood Amphitheater. I saw Stone Temple Pilots, Lakewood Amphitheater, big day out. Uh, they headlined it. Wyland comes out in a banana hammock and a pink mohawk. That's it. <laughs> he crawled all over the stage, in the rafters, everywhere. He's definitely a showman. Uh, he's He's definitely differentiated himself from even the rest of the grunge. He epitomized that, uh, in my opinion. And, you know, he's part of some of my peak years in, in, in college. So forever, STP is going to be for, part of my favorites. Next one is Hall and Oates. Yeah, Hall and Oates. Yeah, it's like one of those bands that your parents listened to. You didn't, you didn't want to listen to it. Then you got a little older. You said, geez, they have some really good stuff. And to this date, I still wonder what um, – you know, Daryl Hall, I don't know why he needed John Oates still. <laughs> I mean, that guy rode his coattails to a great career and definitely had a great porn mustache. The best. But um, if you have a chance, go to YouTube and listen to Daryl Hall's um, house. And they have all these guests from CeeLo Green visiting and they record it and it's a jam session. And you're hearing other people re-record some of their – classic hits man it's just smooth for your you know it just hits my soul in a certain way uh ricky you know off air we spoke about you know your 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 first your first album what was that again was uh somebody i bought i bought three actually i went to record bar in shannon mall uh-huh. and i bought uh quiet riot emotion i uh, quiet riot metal health uh-huh. billy squire emotions in motion and i bought uh I bought uh, Judas Priest, Screaming Vengeance. It probably took every nickel I had <laughs> to buy those three albums. Back then, albums weren't cheap. You know, you didn't stream them. You had to save up. And being 12 years old, you had to go out and save up for these albums. Yeah, and we could have a whole podcast on, you know, just the whole experience of going to a record store, a music store, looking at, you know, deciding on what to use your hard-earned money for as a, as a kid. And, and album art was a big reason why... It's so different now. No one knows what album art looks like. Back then, that was one of the selling points too. But I, the absolute, I digress. 
the, the absolute best if you got a double album like Live Alive and you open it up. I mean that you know what we should do is Criminal Records right downtown. We should we should have a podcast at Criminal Records and interview guys coming in what they're looking for. Absolutely. So, but there. but so my favorite. So your favorite group is Judas Priest. Yes. So, um, and that was one of your first albums you bought. Correct. So I was given some albums in, in the past, Beatles and Kiss, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the first one that I bought with my money was Queen's The Game. Nice. nice. It has another one, Bites to Dust, Selway, Sweet Sister. I mean, it is from beginning to end. I mean, that is rock with with opera. It's it's precision. It is one of the best voices ever in rock and roll history there. Amen. And um it was uh it was something else, has a certain place in my heart. And then I used to bring that record to music class and people would vote for it all the time to you know, to play a song from there. So Queen hits a number eight. Number seven, Motley Crue. Motley Crue, um, Home Sweet Home, danced a lot of slow songs, a lot <laughs> of different girls in that time. Um, Dr. Feelgood was a, you know, a hit that I played in, in college. Um, you know, Looks That Kill was uh, was in you know middle school. Uh, Shout the devil! I mean, it was something else. They Rocking were, in Atlanta and Tattletales. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it they were they were Kiss with the but really took the um, you know glam rock and hard rock and just went balls to the wall and loved their music. Um, something I caught a little later in life. The next next band is I went on a cruise in 1993. Went with some buddies and went with some family, and it was in tremendous. And one of the best memories was, well, first of all, I was, I was 20, 21 at that time, mm -hmm. so I could start buying drinks, oh, which, yeah. was, which was great. And then they had a live band, and they were playing Bob Marley. That's all this band is, is play Bob Marley and the Whalers. And like every song is like, where has this stuff been my whole life? <laughs> right. This was just you take your stress level, you think about your job, you think about your girlfriend, you think about my car that breaks down all the time. That all just melted away. And you just listen to that music and you think of the environment with this huge cruise ship. And I'll tell you, Bob Marley's legend, outstanding. I'm sure people have listened to it before. Go ahead and listen to it again. doesn't matter what the temperature is in your part of the world. We talk a lot about segues and my list has a lot of segues in it you know you brought up a good point with bob marley i found them through sublime i knew who bob marley was everybody heard jamming everybody mm -hmm. heard no woman no cry when i got into sublime and started understanding the the culture and the background it really opened my eyes to bob marley i knew i was an ace freely fan i didn't know how big a fan i was until i met you and we went and saw him live then i read his book i've i have downloaded mm -hmm. every single thing he's ever put out his his latest one spaceman oh my god it's it, it is like a solid package tip to tail there there is no weak point there's no gimme songs on it. it rocks it's absolutely now one of my favorite ones is his latest release it it's tremendous and um we'll, we'll go back to that but that would you're absolutely right there here's a group that's number five out of all the groups i listen to and i love music this is a group that I loved, but didn't really share with all my buddies. You know? <laughs> I and know that, where this is going. <laughs> and, this, and this group is called Duran Duran. 
And, you know, some people back then, back in the day, they could say, oh, that's girly music or that's metrosexual music. Do you ever watch their videos? If you look at the 1980s in the peak of the music videos out there and you look at the top 10 or top 100 videos of all time, man, Rick, call me crazy, but I'll say, you know, five or six of those are going to be Duran Duran. You know, I'm right. I'm right there with you, Jeff. In fact, I dare you. I double dog dare you to put on Rio, Mm. turn it up and try not to sing along. I mean, the whole room will be singing along. You can't help it. Just infectious. And then, you know, 2015, my, my friend that loves hard rock, um, and he's um, he's going to see Tesla tonight. Also, like so, lots of different music. He's a mu- musician himself. You know, we were at the water cooler at work one day, and we're talking about music, which we always do. And then he said, "Oh, and Duran Duran's going to be in concert out here." We said, "Yeah, I used to like them. They're pretty good." My friend, said, "Yeah, I like them too." I said, "Do you want to see them?" I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll see them." <laughs> we we were really. We're out of the closet, man. We we we're just we were fans, and now he's cool. He played he played football with for UGA back in the day, and is a man's man. And we both love Duran Duran. We see him in concert, and let me tell you, it it just satisfied all the senses. And unlike some of these hard rock concerts, the ratio guys to girls, I mean, it was probably fifty fifty, and right, right. and and they rocked. Right, right. They were terrific. Yeah. And I'm going to always listen to them. We have a wide palette here at UDB. So when you think about ultimate dads, dads can do it all. And that means even letting in their inner Duran Duran shine. Yeah. And, and this next group is a uh, group from Ireland. And, you know, some of the best music was clearly from you know, like the UK and, and Europe. And, you know, the Beatles, you think of the Rolling Stones, you think of the Who. And obviously I love all of them. This group started in the late 70s, hit huge in the 80s, performed at the Super Bowl. This is U2. And I saw them twice in concert. And, man, they just pack a punch. Uh, Bono is one of the best front men in, in, in the history of rock and roll. Uh, that guy can sing with, with the best of them. And they just have a great portfolio um, of music. So they're my number four. Number three might surprise a few. And some people might think of them as kind of a newer band, and it's Weezer. Let me tell you, everyone, Weezer's not a new band. <laughs> they appeared in uh, 1995 with the Blue Album, and I just graduated college at that time. But that just the, – the latter half of the 90s to today, it's a group that I love personally, and I got to see them in concert with my – teenage daughter and then i took my son and his buddies and some millennials at my work i met up with them there so they definitely are kind of like the motley crew or you know stone temple pilots or nirvana of a different generation but it over is one of these groups that overlaps you know a little later in my in my peak and also the uh you know my son and my daughter and and what they listen to also. And they have some hard, hard music. And they also have some pop tunes and some ballads, fun group, bunch of nerdy guys that can rock. And they've been around 25 years. Before you know it, we're going to see Weezer at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
That, Mark my words, it's going to happen. That's the best. It's, it's it's fun to come in and catch somebody on the front end, and then to turn that down to the over to the next generation. You know, being a dad, we're going to talk a lot about being a dad in this podcast. Um, be, introducing your children and having them latch onto the music that you dug as a kid to me it is the best part. I mean, Maggie, um, my younger daughter, really likes show tunes and stuff like that. So we play a lot of fun stuff. I, um, she does like modern pop. Um, but as a kid in her car seat, she listened to the Ramones. Now she, she may not admit that now, but she did. And the Ramones maybe could have snuck in there by the way. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we're going to have to give both of us are going to give the Ramones an honorable mention because you, no top 10. I, I think that's just a given. Every, they're always, everybody's. I'll tell you, um, before, uh, everyone has ADD and ADHD, um, they, they're perfect. I mean, the I mean, how many of their Absolutely. songs are even two minutes? Yeah. I have their greatest hits yeah. I mean, on a CD when it, when it came out. Yeah. And it had like 21 songs on it, yeah. whereas everyone else's CDs has, what, eight to ten yeah. songs? They're three chords in a cloud of dust. I mean, just, <laughs> just straightforward. The, every they, song sounds the same, but every song is different, and yeah. every song rocks. Yeah. And before Absolutely. you know it, it's, it's over. And I'll tell you, your blood pressure goes up a notch. You, you might drive five, 10 miles per hour a little faster right. when you listen to them. Uh, they rock and they live the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle for yeah, sure. They're right? perfect. They're just raw energy. When you talk about raw energy in the Ramones, absolutely perfect. But, but back to just summing up Weezer, I mean, it's, I want my kids to just enjoy and appreciate music like you and I do, Ricky, but I want them to listen to whatever the heck they want. But the fact that Weezer, you know, if you think of a Venn diagram of dad boomer music and, you know, kids music nowadays or younger people, Weezer, they, they have a cross section in it. And that's why they're so high up for me. Uh, this next group, uh, European group, what I like about them, first of all, I respect the fact there's only three people in this group. These three member groups, you think of Nirvana, um, you think of Rush, you think of don't name this group, but what other three-piece groups are out there? Green Day, man, to to have such rich and full music with just three people, I think first of all that gives them a leg up on some other groups. Just on that, I just find that fascinating. And this is this group has one of the best frontmen that had he could be in a rock and roll hall of fame. He might be for both being in this group and being in solo. But it, it takes a little bit of rock. It takes a little bit of new wave. And it takes a lot of reggae, combine them together for their unique sound, and I love the police. Yeah, outstanding. I mean, good, good call. I mean, from the the seventies to today, I don't love all Sting's solo stuff. Although he might even sold more albums on the solo side, but the police. I mean, every breath you take, everyone knows that song. But you know, Roxanne is is tremendous. Every little thing she does is magic. Don't stand so close to me. Deep. Those are some deep lyrics there. But uh, we, we all love Eddie Murphy's version of Roxanne better than Stinks. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone loves that. And you know, and then there's this one group. I'm 47. You know, I've been this is my fifth decade I've been in this earth in every and whether you're you knew me back in New York City, whether you knew me in elementary school, middle school, high school, Here it comes. every career <laughs> that I've been at. People know me as, you know, they could think of me as a jock or a car guy, or they think some people think of me as a family man or a businessman. And I am all those. Some people will think of me as a chef, but I'm a Kiss fan. And Kiss 
has a, you know, that's part of my DNA, part of my fabric. You know, my uncle got me into it into the seventies. My parents eventually got around. They liked it. Uh, I took my, when I just first started dating my wife, I took her to a, a kiss concert and then, you know, I had no idea that I would have four kids and I'd have each of them in makeup as each of the members in the icons of KISS to several concerts, and they enjoy them as well. It may not be in their top 10, but they love KISS, and they know that KISS set the template to what a rock and roll show should be like. I mean, loud, and, and, and has, it, it, it touches every one of your senses. Um, you know, whether it's, it's their lighting, whether it's their fireworks, they're, whether they're flying around. I mean, there's country people that are Taylor Swift's is still a little bit of that. And by the way, Ricky, and you, you like kiss and you love kiss, but you're also probably even a bigger ACE fan. He, um, Taylor Swift dressed up like ACE really no on, on a country show. She snuck into some guys, I don't know, name a big country star, but she jumped in there playing guitar, dressed up like ACE really. She may have just, uh, May have earned a, a sky point for me. That might that might actually just put, bump her up a notch in my road. So you know what? So whatever your top ten is, you know, we'd love to hear about it. Hit us up on, you know, send us an email at dadvortex at gmail Our Twitter is at dadvortex. What's our what's our Instagram? Dadvortex. Check Dad, us out on Insta. Hit us up. We'd like to hear yours, and maybe you can. Maybe you can one of your groups can sneak into our top ten. If not, it's still your top ten. Embrace it, love it, share it. We'd like to know more about it. Rock and roll. So this is going to wrap up our inaugural. Did I pronounce that right? Episode. It's our first one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Expect to hear more about music, more about cars, more about our. Family.